Praise the Lord. Ah, Sakani, Safene. Ah, ah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, oh, oh. Eleanor, Safendi, and the God. Amen, also. Kotobane. I'm making you all the cars, the cars are seeing the mountain. Hands are seeing him in the coast of Atinama. Hello, car, Kupara, Gabashiya. Thank you, Lord. Ah, thank you, Jesus. The Spirit of the Lord is here. Ah, thank you, thank you, Chidima. Um, thank you, Lord. Uh, thank you. It's me. 
mean that you've given thanks to this morning. And I have brought my way. Mm. I have brought my way. Win to help hearts. Win to help hearts. Listen carefully this morning. Amen. Listen carefully this morning. Amen. Let your hearts be in tune with this wind. For you don't know where it's coming from. You don't know where it's going. But it's the wind I have come with. I am here with my wind. Listen, listen to my words this morning. Listen to my words this morning. My wind will guide you. My wind will guide you. The anointing of my wind will guide your lips. Amen. Will guide your lips to Amen. teach, to Amen. teach, to Amen. announce my word. Amen. To announce my word this Amen. morning. I am making you an announcer of my hey, word this thank you, morning. Jesus. By my wind that is here. By my wind that is Amen. here. I want you to change your heart postures going forward for meetings. Because my wind is here. Mm. It's blowing. Mm. Your heart's postures have to change. Mm. Treat this like it's something that matters to you, like a precious prize that you've won. Treat it like that. Let your heart postures change from my meetings. My wind is here. My wind is here. And I want a heart posture change. And I'm here to help you. Announce my word. The anointing is on you to announce my word. I've made you an announcer, an announcer and a witness of both the word and you're a prophet and announce the word announce the word Amen. say it in your heart as it is bring it forth as it, as it is for there is the grace there is the grace upon you there is the anointing upon you for the making of an announcer and a witness thank Amen. you lord jesus thank you lord in jesus name the word coming. If you don't hold it back, don't hold it back. It's still coming. Yes. Yes. Let it go. Yeah, let it go. Yeah, let it Let it Listen to the sound that will come to the wind mm. and learn it mm. and learn it. 
and mm. learning. Let that sound transcribe to life in you. Amen. Let that sound transcribe hey. to life in you. Hey. Learn the life that the sound will bring. Amen. Learn the life that the sound will bring. Amen. And that the wind is bringing. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. 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 Wow, thank you, Jesus. Eh? We're, having, we're having this kind of visitation this morning. Praise God. Praise Jesus. Um, thank you, Jesus. Um, praise God. How many of us understand the prophets? Or oh, you are trying to understand the prophets? Praise God. Effie, Effie. Inter- that prophecy, explain it. Me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, actually, I, I want you. See, uh, thank you, Jesus. Uh, we are coming to that season where um, we can't excuse understanding. Do you get what I'm saying? Huh? Yes, sir. You know, there are some things that you just like, ah, these things are left for them, Pastor Femi and Pastor Bailey. Do you get what I'm saying? That season has passed. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. We cannot excuse understanding. Because we can't progress without understanding. There's no progress when understanding does not come. Do you get what I'm saying? Um, the, the key... The key to progress in the spirit is understanding. Do you get what I'm saying? That's why I said, be ye transformed. Praise God. He said, be ye transformed by what? The renewing of your mind. Praise God. So, if understanding is not coming, there's no transformation. Do you get what I'm saying? I mean, if I understand what I'm saying. Because there's a way you can just, as long as you know, you can enjoy the atmosphere. Tongues and interpretations are coming, you are enjoying, you know, there's a power it comes with. And thank God, God has graced our sister. There's this accuracy God has really given her. You know, there's a way, in fact, was prophesying, everybody was saying, mm, mm, mm. But the same person that was saying, mm, I asked that to explain it to her. Praise God. But that's actually, it's not because they're saying un, I asked you to explain it. It's just that I now realize that way too. You're not saying un. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, okay, what's the end of the verse? You said, my wind is here, my wind is here. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it says, change your heart posture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. Praise God. 
that's actually you see. So you actually understand it. So why were you saying that you don't understand? Praise God. Father Lord, we thank you for this morning. We give praise to you, Lord, for the opportunity to be at your feet this morning. Thank you, Lord, for your grace, your power, your strength, your capacity in our midst, Lord. Father Lord, I feel the weakest this morning. But Father, anoint me in Jesus' name. Grace my lips in Jesus' name. Make it like the pen of a ready writer. And make me speak forth from your heart in Jesus' name. You said, I will raise them pastors that will teach according to my heart. Father, I want to align with that scripture, Lord. A pastor that will teach according to your heart. Help me, Lord. That will teach what is in your heart. Help me, Jesus. I am weak this morning. Oh, thank you, Lord. Shakalaba. Le prasto frediante bregidoshe ne manta. Ole bradoshe ne manta. Kaina manta. Has the vanda. Hele koshto vranda. Bresto vanda. Hele bresto vrandia non te vanda. Hele koshto pradiondo venanda. Keliondo venanda. Kala. Elata. Ilanata. Esse kaina nante. Hasi sikiniondo vanda. Kaina na. Hele noste fra. Kiodoboshte van. Hele manoste van. Esta van. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, thank you. See that?
Noticing now, even those people don't have gift of interpretation. Some of you hear some of those things. You hear things here and there. Do you get what I'm saying? And it's very, it's very encouraging that at least years are opening. Do you get what I'm saying? Praise God. Uh, I don't know where to start from, but let me start with greeting. Let me greet everybody. Flaky mama. Alpha. She's looking very gentle this morning. I don't know what's wrong. Everything is fine. I mean, it's brokenness. <laughs> Praise God. Yeah. It's good. It's good. Divine. Divine. Divine, divine in divine. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you for coming. 
you know, I see you post some life instant messages sometimes on your WhatsApp. And <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've seen it. Abby? I heard now. Um, praise God. Tony mm. Afan. Praise God. Effie? No, Sorry, I've not answered your question. Please. Uh, you, at least you sent text. Well, I tell you, it's very violent about it. Well, I can't even call you. It's good. It's good. Praise God. Um, I bring greetings from Calgary. Praise God. Your brothers and sisters are hungry in that place. Yeah. yeah, you know when you preach, and even you know that if you don't stop now, these people will not, they will not leave you alone. Yeah. I said, let me close my Bible. <laughs> At the point, I was saying now, okay, but I was saying now, preach for almost four hours. Yeah. Praise God. Yeah, Pastor Sessi was there. He preached on Monday. Yeah, it was in person. Ah, he was there. Physically. I'm drinking Pastor Jeff one of these days. Before convention. Yeah. Mm. 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 <laughs> but you you probably enjoy Pastor Jeff several times. Let's cal- I let let say your brother prefer other that <laughs> At the beginning of life meeting in Ed meeting, Pastor Jeff came many times. He came several times. The minister several times. Yeah. So don't let us let us be a cheerful giver. Praise God. I mean who will be a cheerful giver. I'm worried. Uh, <laughs> Change your heart posture. <laughs> you know why I'm worried? Love work. I'm questioning love work a lot. Sorry, I need to quickly break one protocol. Give me one minute. Let me use the washroom. Okay, sir. Take your time. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not all the time. Not all
So please, let your love work begin to transcend into the heavens. Amen. Praise Amen. God. Let, let your love work be higher than that of the angels. Amen. Actually, people are doubters here. <laughs> See, so people are thinking that after Pastor Jeff come, we'll try our best. <laughs> Yeah, I'm. I'm really, I'm really happy about um, the direction that life is going. So, the before I move on, the date of convention is out. Yeah, September six to nine. <laughs> Are you going before then or after then? After. Late December. Late, okay. Late September. Oh, ah, wow, that's nice. Praise God. So, I'll be other announcements, responsibilities that we'll take up. Yeah, we'll be working a lot with Calgary Brethren this year. By God's grace. They are one of us, Abby. Yes, sir. Yeah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Working in love with them. And um, God will help us. Amen. So, um, if the Lord leads you to give, you can give. But me, I know God is a provider. Do you get what I'm saying? Last year, He provided. You won't even know how much you had in bank account before convention. You usually had 2,100. <laughs> But we did conversion for twenty-five thousand dollars. Yeah. Conversion last year cost twenty-five thousand. Yeah. So don't worry where the money came from. The money sir came, sir. Yeah. You guys are shocked. Wow. <laughs> uh, you eat and you eat good food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. We and we didn't have any debt. We didn't borrow any money. There's no debt. Praise God. There's no debt. We didn't borrow any money. Every every debt, every every uh, money was paid by the end of um convention last year. By the end of convention last year, everything that needed to be paid had been paid. Every single thing. By the last day of convention. So, um, well, as long as if you are led, please give. If you are not led, God is the provider. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. I just felt like I needed to announce that so that uh, we can prepare our hearts. Praise God. Um, some people started giving as immediately it was announced. Some people started giving from the date of announcement so that it wasn't a pressure on them. They just started giving, like towards convention. They started giving like every month, so it won't be too much pressure. So 
if the Lord lays it on your heart like that. Praise God. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah, and when I'm talking about this, I'm talking about those that God has um, put that responsibility on you. It's not, it's not any, any God will provide. I'm serious. Please. Don't carry it in your mind as if, hey, please, God will provide. But one thing I always notice is that God can provide, but it's another opportunity for us to be blessed too. Do you get? So I want us to be blessed. Me, I'm, I'm, somewhere in my heart, I already know how much I'll give. And by that time, the Lord would say, oh, yeah, increase it. God has never told me to reduce it before. I don't know why. <laughs> He yeah, never told me to reduce it. Praise God. Yeah. In fact, I'll be very sincere with you. There's, there's an amount we give. My family gives towards life within every month. Yeah. Yeah. It's just my own commitment towards it. Towards God's work. Praise God. Yeah. Yeah. There's even, in fact, there's some, some ways some people give that I can't, I can't say it on the, on, online right now. Because I just... My scared of people. Praise God. So I'm just saying it so that you, you know, um, reason why, you know, sometimes I'm afraid of talking about giving. Praise God. Sometimes I'm afraid of talking about giving. But I remember when I was, um, um, sweetheart, can you take that boy away from there, please? Thank you. Praise Jesus. Um, praise God. I remember that when I was down there, when I was a young adult leader, um, I didn't talk about giving a lot. I didn't talk about giving. And after, after I left and handed over, the Lord told me, you have cheated your people. There were two things I didn't teach. I didn't teach submission. And I didn't teach giving. Those two things were very sensitive to me because submission in a place that I don't want people to think that I'm drawing attention to myself and giving, I don't want people to now start, even though some people are giving me, some people will just buy shirt and come and give me, some people will buy um, winter jacket, maybe fall jacket, give me. In fact, I received a lot of gifts from people, but I was afraid that maybe if I talk about giving now, it will look as if I'm asking people to come and be giving me. So. I had fear. So I didn't teach about giving. I used to tell myself the Holy Ghost, if you want them to give, touch their hearts. I just need to I just need to teach the word. I just need to teach Christ. When I teach Christ, people should know that they will give. Yeah, but you know that there are some areas that if you don't narrow down there, God might not be able to reach there. Do you get what I'm saying? Because some places are very guarded. Do you get what I'm saying? So I never really thought about giving and the Lord corrected me that those two things you cheated your people. So that's why I'm very careful now that I don't want to be assuming. Praise God. So, are we okay? Did I balance many things? If the Lord lays on your heart, please give as much as you can. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I let my lips in Jesus' name. Amen. Can we go to Isaiah chapter 1? Let's see where we're starting from. Please, the messages that tell um, me. Uh, we're preached in Calgary, uh, are available on Mixella, but I'll be editing them soon and posting them so that we can listen.
Saturday and Monday message. Just go. Praise Jesus. Praise God. Let's go. Isaiah chapter 1, verse 21. Let me see. Uh, so in Isaiah chapter 1, praise God. Um, God was talking about the iniquity of Israel, praise God, and the corruption of Israel. Praise Jesus. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? People online? Yes, we can. All right. Thank you. Praise Jesus. Um, the Lord was talking about the iniquity. This is actually where I, um, I taught from in Calgary on Saturday. Our successor talked in the same direction. He wanted to preach for Isaiah chapter 1, but he was not able to, even though he opened it. Praise God. Uh, yeah. So, um... I think we should just continue from there. Praise God. Yeah. Um, let's read from verse 2, actually. Isaiah chapter 1, verse 2. Hear, O heaven, and give ear, O earth. For the Lord has spoken, and I have nourished and brought up my children, up, up children, and they rebelled against me. Praise Jesus. Praise on the Lord. So God said, He has brought up children. I have brought up children. So, um, what God is telling, saying there is that He raised children. Now, how did God raise children? He took them from Egypt, uh, took them through the wilderness, brought them into Israel, gave them the law, right? And they are expected to be cultured by the law. He gave them priests, praise God. As priests, they were not just people that were sacrificing. They were interpreters of the law. Do you get what I'm saying? The same way a minister of the gospel is, a minister is an interpreter of God's laws. Praise God. In the New Testament, a minister is I'm not, there's, 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 a, there's a New Testament law that God gives. Praise God. Do you get what I'm saying? Praise God. Uh, divine, if you don't understand it, just raise up your hand and ask questions, please. Huh? Praise God. There's a New Testament, there's something called the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Do you get what I'm saying? How many of us understand that? The law of what? The spirit of life. So when I'm talking about law in the New Testament, I'm not talking about Moses' law. Praise God. When I'm saying law, I'm talking about a programming in the soul. Praise God. You know, the God's word can become a law in your heart. Do you understand what I'm saying? Do you understand what I'm saying? Divine, hope you do. I said God's word can become a law inside your heart. What do I mean by a law? Do you know the law of gravity? The Bible says, like, science will say, anything you throw up must surely come down. It's a law. Do you get what I'm saying? It's a law. That means, there's not, unless you superimpose another law on it, eh? that is what will surely happen. Do you get what I'm saying? Praise God. Hallelujah. I feel like I, I'm reaching you now. Mm-hmm. Praise God. Hallelujah. So, law of gravity, you throw something up, it will surely come down. That's law of gravity. Mm-hmm. Huh? Law of aerodynamics is that 
if you build a material in a certain way, eh, and you put it to a certain speed, it will fly. Do you get what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Do you get what I'm saying? Yes, Law of flotation. There's a way you have to build a ship. Eh? That once you build it like that, it's just normal. That once you put it on top of water, the law will just play out. Do you get what I'm saying? Those are laws. You can, unless you superimpose another law, eh? it's actually what will norm- naturally happen. Do you get what I'm saying? So that's why science can never win God. Do you get what I'm saying? They discovered the law. The law was existing before they discovered it. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Yes, uh, they were asking one scientist that where did er, er, um, law of thermodynamics come from? They say they don't know. But they are boasting about the using er, uh, thermodynamics to build ship, to build many things, to make many, many things, right? And they feel like they've actually made a discovery. But law of uh, electro, uh, electromagnetism, yeah. sorry. Electromagnetism. They said he said he does not know where uh, the law came from. There, they just they just harness it from the earth. Do you get what I'm saying? So law of electromagnetism has been existing. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Scientists just harnessed it. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? Till today they cannot explain it, but they know how to harness it. Praise God. Hallelujah. So the word of God can actually become a law in the heart of a man. So the goal of the scripture, eh? the goal of scripture is that whatever is written in the scripture, we end up becoming a law in the heart and on the mind of a man. That means a man should come to a state where the word is his natural state. Praise God. Praise on the Lord. Hallelujah. So whatever is written in the word can actually become the natural estate one day. Whatever is written in the yeah, it's true. That whatever the word says, eh? Do you get what I'm saying? Can become your natural estate. You know, <laughs> we can you can move from the place of confession to a place of reality of the word. Praise God. You can start the word with confession. Do you get what I'm saying? You can confess the word. But you can move from the place of confessing the word. Do you get what I'm saying? To a place of realizing and coming to the reality of the word. And the, the reality of the word in the soul of a man is what God is heading for. Praise God. Do, do you get what I'm saying? So, um, there's a place of learning the word. Do you get what I'm saying? But a man can be ever learning but not coming to the knowledge of the truth. Do you get what I'm saying? You can be learning, but not coming into the knowledge of the truth. Sorry, can we ask questions? Yeah, ask questions. So what makes a person become like that? So you are learning, you Ever learning. Yeah. Ah, many things can make, can make him out there. One of the things is pride. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Knowledge post up. Knowledge can puff you up. So a man can be so puffed up in knowledge. He can be learning knowledge. He can, he can even be preaching it. But he, because he, he, he's so puffed up in it, because the Bible says that you'll resist the proud and give grace to the humble. Do you get what I'm saying? So if once knowledge puffs you up, 
you won't be able to find entrance into the grace that that brother is supposed to give. Because God will resist it. You can be teaching it, but God will resist the grace that is supposed to come with it because He gives grace to the humble. He does not give grace to the proud. Do you get what I'm saying? So a man can come to revelation of the word, eh? but if he is not humble enough and he's, he, he, he comes to the point where all he wants to flaunt is revelation, do you get what I'm saying? He will not benefit from any revelation that is coming into. Do you get what I'm saying? So you can see the Pharisees are like, they are similar, it's like the Pharisees. Do you get what I'm saying? Praise God. Huh? My children, wonderful children. Praise Jesus. So you see Jesus Christ was talking to the Pharisees. He said, you look, search the scriptures, eh? thinking that by them you have eternal life, right? But he said, but the scripture talks about me, speaks of me. There's a person the scripture is talking about. But I'm standing before you and you are not seeing all those scriptures you are cramming in your head. You are not seeing who that scripture is pointing to. Do you get what I'm saying? So a man can read the scripture and never see Jesus. He can see every other thing but not see Jesus. Are you understand what I'm saying? Mm. Praise God. And, yeah, No, 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 no. Because man has fallen, it's no longer our natural state. Do you get what I'm saying? But God wants to raise us to the point where it can become our natural state. But if you check Adam, that was Adam's natural state. Do you get what I'm saying? Adam did not need to go and ask God, I watch lion named Lion. Do you get what I'm saying? Because the law of God was already written upon him. And that law is also God's breath. The Bible says he breathed the breath of life inside him and he became a living soul. Now, to be a living soul is not because he became alive and he can now see, he can eat. He's not Mr. Nijadi. That's not what the Bible is talking about living. Praise God. Do you get what I'm saying? Many times when we are talking, look at the scripture, we say, ah, he's living, 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 living. God is saying, I'm not the God of the dead, I'm God of the living. You would think that he's a God of somebody that is alive. Is he not the God of angels too? Is it not the God of somebody that has moved to heaven? Do you get what I'm saying? So he's not saying that God of person that is alive on earth. He's saying that to be living means, see, when God says somebody is alive, if you are looking at God's perspective and you are seeing, saying God is not saying somebody is alive, any man that can respond to God is a man that is alive before God. Do you get what I'm saying? Do you get what I'm saying? The man that is really, really alive is when, when God speaks, he's quick to respond. God will say that this man is alive to me. So you see Romans chapter 6. He was saying that ye are dead, eh? but alive unto God. You see? 
Do you get what I'm saying? Alive unto God means that now you can respond to God. That's what the Bible says for somebody to be alive. Do you get what I'm saying? So, <clears throat> you are alive. The day you got born again, you became alive. Praise God. So, a man is not alive yet if he's not born again. But there's another level to it. A man can be alive but might not be living. Do you get what I'm saying? So, you are, you are alive means you have been quickened. Do you get it? Hmm? But to be living means to be responding to the new life. Praise God. The day you got born again, a new life was introduced into you. Praise God. It's called the life of Christ. The Bible says, you are dead in him, but alive in Christ. Do you get what I'm saying? Dead to sin, but alive in Christ. Praise God. Do you get what I'm saying? So, a man died to sin, became alive to Christ. Do you get But if he is not responding to the life that is in Christ, because that life that is in Christ, the reason that they put it inside you is so that that life can teach you. Do you get Praise God. Another word for that life that was introduced into the soul is called righteousness. Do you get what I'm saying? So, how many of us know that righteousness was imputing into, imputed into our heart, into us, the day we got born again? Do we agree that righteousness was imputed? Chidima, do you agree? Uh-huh. Because I want us to understand that thing, that there was an imputation of righteousness. Do you get But you can't stay in the place of impute of righteousness. Because righteousness can be there, but a man might not be responding to righteousness. Do you get what I'm saying? So, a man living means that he's responding to the righteousness that has been imputed in him. Do you get it? That means, that's why you have to live from the inside. Do you get what I'm saying? Be strengthened in your inner man. Do you get what I'm saying? Praise Jesus. So, there's a place of getting born again and something was imputed. But there's a place of the revelation of what was imputed to find expression. Which is actually me coming to the presence of God to learn the life that he has given me. Praise God. So when the Bible says that the just shall live by faith, eh, is that the just is a man that is coming to the presence of God to learn the life of a righteous man or the life of a just and yielding to it. See, living by faith means that when the life is revealed to you, praise God, you can yield to it regardless of contradictions around you. That's actually what faith is. Do you get it? So, especially in this, our, in this present generation, praise the Lord, in this present generation where everything contradicts the life of Christ, when the man actually commits to the life that is being revealed and leaves it out in this contradiction, that is actually faith. Do you get what I'm saying? That actually means that you are living by faith. Do you get it? So, because you are actually... So, we can't just say a man is living by faith because he knows how to use faith to get what he wants. Do you get Do you get what I'm saying? Because the man uses faith to get a job doesn't mean he's really living by faith. Do you get Living by faith means that you are yielding to the life that the word of God is revealing. Praise God. So, at the beginning, God can allow you to use faith to get what you want. Do you get what I'm saying? But that is not all that God wants to offer man. Do you get it? That's not all that God wants to offer man. God wants a man to get to the point where 
he's not just he's not using faith, he's living by faith. Praise God. Are you getting me? Praise God. Living by faith means that he can actually commit to a life that is alien to this world. He can believe a life that is alien to this world and yield to it. Do you get? You can you can you can believe a life that is foolishness to this world. Do you get? That when this when these men of this world look at you, they will say, "Ah, uh-uh, this is utmost foolishness." But a man can stick to that life and live by it consistently, consistently without stopping. It's not that he will live by it once and, and drop it another day. Yeah? He can be his consistent, the, what runs his life consistently. Do you get what I'm saying? Then they will say that that man is living, praise God, living by faith. Do you get what I'm saying? So definitely for a man to actually live by faith, he must be opening his eyes of understanding. Right? Praise God. Mm-hmm. So if eyes of understanding is not being opened, then faith cannot... Um, you, you, you can't come into the world of faith in itself. Because really, faith is what actually... What you, um, faith um, is not yet faith if the life does not contradict the wisdom of this world. Do, do you get what I'm saying? If it's not contradicting the wisdom of this world, it's not faith. Do you get what I'm saying? It's not faith if it does not contradict what the world paints before you. Right? So, a man can be... That's why we have to be very very sensitive and discerning. A man living by faith can be beside you and you will not know. Do you get? Because it's not, it's not by the physical things that is surrounding him. Do you get what I'm saying? A man living by faith might have money and might not have money. Do you get what I'm saying? A man can have billions in his account and still be living by, and be living by faith. Do you get what I'm saying? Because sometimes you might just think about it that, ah, if I have money in my account, does it mean that I'm not living by faith? No. No. You know that many times it's not about what you have or what you don't have. Do you get what I'm saying? A man can have money in his account and they can give instructions around it. Eh? They can give the instructions around that money in his bank account and restrict many things around it and he will yield to it continuously. Do you understand what I'm saying? So much that like a man can have money in his bank account and they can they can begin to def, def, define how he's going to use it for him. Do you get what I'm saying? And he has to be yielding to it. You know that's faith. Do you get what I'm saying? That means what he's doing it does not make sense. But because it is coming from the Holy Ghost, is aligning with it. Do you get? It? Then that's faith. And you can be in a situation where you don't have money. Eh? And you are living by faith too. Living by faith doesn't mean that because you cannot believe God for the money and it comes. It means that you are living by faith. In fact, sometimes it might be that even though there's no money in your bank account, you are still sticking 
eh, to the life that is being revealed to you. You know, there's a way that thing can look like. That is this thing really true? How come there's no evidence around me if if this thing is true? Do you get what I'm saying? And but even without evidence, do you get what I'm saying? Without evidence, a man can still be yielding to the revelation of the person of Christ. Do you get what I'm saying? Aha. And still be yielding to it. Be yielding to it. Everything, everybody is everybody around you is looking at you like ah, are you sure about this thing you are doing? Are you sure about this thing? But you are following um, a, the revelation of what the Lord has put in your heart through the scriptures. Do you get? Through tutelage of the spirit. Huh? Then that's actually what faith is. So faith is another world entirely. Do you get what I'm saying? That a man will come into when the Lord wants to begin to raise him above flesh. Does anybody understand what I just said? Yes. When God wants to raise a man above flesh, they bring him into the world of faith. Because what is in this world? Lust of the eyes. Praise God. Praise God. Let's open that scripture. John, somebody should open that scripture for me. Divine, you want to help me? Okay. John is um John chapter two, I think it's verse thirteen or something. Praise God. First John, sorry, first John. First John. It is chapter two, right? Or is it chapter three? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two fifteen. It's not thirteen. Ah, okay. Let's read from 14. Divine, do you want to help me? Okay. 1 John 2, verse 14. I have written to you, children, because you have come to know the Father. Mm-hmm. I have written to you, fathers, because you have come to know the one who is from the beginning. I have written to you, young men, because you are strong. God's word remains in you, and you have conquered the evil one. Praise God. Let me first explain to you here. Do you know that all these young men, fathers, is not physical fathers, physical young men? Do you get what I'm saying? Do you get what I'm saying? Someone like Timothy, Paul was calling him a father. This was a young man. Do you get what I'm saying? Timothy was not 30 yet when he was pastoring a church. Do you get what I'm saying? But he was already being called a father. So it's not a physical state. Do you get what I'm saying? It's a, it's a spiritual thing you come into. A man can be the age of 40. He has not married, he has not a body. In the, he can be a father in the body. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Do, do you get what I'm saying? Okay, so which one, who is the young man? It's a spiritual state you come into too. Do you get what I'm saying? The Bible says that unless you are converted as become a child, do you get what I'm saying? That means you can become a child in the spirit. It's a spiritual thing. You cannot enter the kingdom. Do you understand what I'm saying? Praise God. So, you, you, a man of 40 that is not born again, eh? you can't call him a father in, this, in the body. So, if you read the scripture to somebody that, okay, he's a 40-year-old man, he has four children, he's married, he has four children, you now say, I call on to you, fathers. Or you are, no, he's not a father. Because this qualification of him being a father is that he said, you have known him who is from the beginning. 
So if a 30-year-old man has known him, who is from, has come to revelation of him, who is from the beginning, he's a father. Does anybody understand what I'm saying? And the qualification of him, a young man, is because he are, you are strong and the word of God abides in you. That's who a young man in the spirit is. You see? So like me now, I'm a young man. If the word of God is not abiding in me, in, by, in God's eye, I'm dead. If I'm not born again, I'm even not a young man. I'm dead. Spiritually, I'm dead. Do you get what I'm saying? But young men here, he's talking to people that, he said, because the, you are strong and the word of God abides in you. That's the qualification. If, the, if an angel comes and he sees a young, and he qualifies a man as a young man in the spirit, check the qualities of that man. There's the word of God abiding inside him. That's why it's called a young man. So don't let us use our worldly mind to define who a father is, who is a young man, or who is a child. When the Bible talks about a child, it says you must be, you must be humble and be converted and become as a child. Do you get what I'm saying? So it takes conversion to become a child. Do you get what I'm saying? Eh? Yes, no. God is higher than the wicked one. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? Even after overcoming this Satan, mm. there's still a lot to learn in God. Mm. <laughs> ah, yeah, Galaba. Ah, this thing, eh, we need to understand this thing. God is in a sphere of his own. God is in a sphere of his own completely. He's in a, he's in an, he said he's through immortality in life that no man can approach. And that place in Isaiah says he hides himself in darkness. <laughs> can you imagine? You know that darkness is not a darkness as an evil. Mm-hmm. Mystery. That's what he calls darkness. Something that when you enter the place, you are lost. That's cool. That's why he calls he hides himself in darkness. Did I, well, was I able to answer your question? Mm-hmm. Yes, but I have yeah, yeah. So when he says you have known him, is it how, is it the knowledge that Isaiah was talking about in Isaiah chapter 11? He was talking about um, like the knowledge. Or, and then the other question is, can you, because you have known him, I'm like, can you, can you come to a point where you're saying you've known who God, or, because I feel like you're knowing God. Um, when you're saying knowing that place, there's a, knowledge in this place is making reference to a nature, because you cannot finish knowing God. Great and precious promises that we might come into a divine nature. So when we are talking about knowledge, eh? do you get what I'm saying? Many times when we are talking about knowledge, we are always talking about learning as in when you are when you are going through learning. But if you can see knowledge as in when something has become a nature inside you, it has become a knowledge. Do you get what I'm saying? 
Julian. So that you can never finish learning God, but you can come to a knowledge realm where you God has put His nature in you through His knowledge. Do you get what I'm saying? But because God is new every day, angels before the throne, eh? every single time, every single time, they will just be shouting holy. It's like they are seeing a new, a new being every single moment, and they will shout holy. Many of us think that they just programmed it to be shouting holy, holy, holy. It's a reaction. Do you get what I'm saying? It's a reaction. That when God unveils himself, the, the response is holy. 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 Because they just saw something new that they've never seen before. They never know what I'm saying. The same way, have you noticed that sometimes God just reveals himself to you? And just break down. How many of us come to that experience before? Me, I've shed tears many times. It's good to cry in presence of God. Though. Me, sometimes I just shed tears when God just exposed Himself to me. But it breaks me down. You just see how holy. Sometimes you just <coughs> sometimes you just see how holy God is. You know, sometimes God will just reveal Himself, and you just wonder, like, how will a being Think like this. And the thought will just break you down. Do you get what I'm saying? Do you know that even angels have those reactions? As holy as they are. Eh? God is a mystery to them. Do you get what I'm saying? So I want us to see knowledge from the perspective of nature first. Do you get what I'm saying? Nature. Because you can't come into a nature without knowledge. Do you get what I'm saying? Aha. Or another, 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 let me use the right word. Another word that can use to qualify knowledge in that place is you have known his ways. Do you get it? Yeah. Hmm? Yes. yes. That's another way to qualify the knowledge there. Mm-hmm. Ways. Do you get what I'm saying? You know that you can know doctrine. You can come into doctrine, but you have not come into ways. Do you, do you get what I'm saying? What do, you, what do I mean by ways? Your inherent play out is your way. Do you get what I'm saying? You see, when, they, when somebody behaves for someone, they say, ah, that's his way, Daddy, that's his way. It means that that is his natural state. He can't help but behave like that. That's ways. But how they come into ways is by actually understanding doctrine. Praise God. You can't come into ways without doctrine. It's not possible. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm not saying that you can. You might, you might come into doctrine and not be able to preach it. We preach it because we are given grace to preach. Do you get what I'm saying? I can even be preaching to somebody eh, that has come into ways. More than me, it's possible. Do you get it? If it's not called to preach, it's not called to preach. Do you get what I'm saying? So it might not even have enough utterance to even explain it. But you just check that. By the time he find it expresses, you just say, ah, this guy has ways inside him. Yeah. It's an outplay of a divine wisdom embedded, programmed in the soul. Mm-hmm. Do you get it? And that's how God wants a man, where a man, God wants a man to come into. Praise God. And how does a man come into that? You know when God raises you in judgment, your thoughts, when God raises the thought of a man, Eh? When God raises the thought of a man and the thought of a man is beginning to rise beyond the earthly 
Ekli Ren. Do you get what I'm saying? Yes. And his way is because to actually defile odds of the earth. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm. They say that man is learning God's ways. Because God's ways defiles the odds of the earth. If God comes to this way, nobody on earth will understand it. Yes, sir. Because his mannerism will not be able to, will not, will not blend with the ways of man. Do you get what I'm saying? And that's why if the ways, if a man that is earthly, very earthly sees God, he can hate God. Do you get? Unless mercy visits him. Do you get what I'm saying? That's why the Bible says that, that the Bible says that I set before you life and death. God can set before a man life and death, and a man can refuse life. They cannot understand you. And thank God that they don't even understand you. Because if he didn't die, salvation would not come. Somebody has to pay the price. That's why I said hearing they will not hear. Seeing they will not see. Do you get what I'm saying? Uh, but you can see that Jesus Christ knew that it's because he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. That's judgment. That's, Jesus Christ was seen differently from the way every other person was seen, differently from the way everyone else was seen. So he could pray for forgiveness for them. But put me in that kind of situation. Ah. Oh, Kaba, ye kere, oh, Saka, Even just now, you see. Oh, Praise God. Do you get what I'm saying? Jesus Christ, when they're asking him, are you the king of the Jews? He said, my kingdom is not of this world. If you're of this world, I will have called more than 10 legions of angels. I mean, is that what he said? Yes, sir. Me, I even feel like 10 legions is too much. <laughs> I just need two. <laughs> Praise God. Do you know that when the, the Lord wanted to fight um, for, for Israel at the point, there's only one angel he sent. Yes, sir. They, Israel woke up, all the soldiers were already dead. Yeah. Overnight. In fact, they were already stinking. Just one angel. I don't even know if they sent Michael. You know, the archangel. When they wanted to bind Satan in the book of Revelation, they sent one angel with no name. <laughs> no. Look at the way they define those angels. There was one angel in the book of, and they said, by the time he landed on earth, he had one leg on earth, one in the sea, and one leg on earth. That was an angel. Do you get what I'm saying? But God is the God of that angel. Do you know Jesus Christ is higher than that angel? Yes. As beautiful as Archangel Michael is, eh? Jesus Christ is a God to him. Jesus is still a mystery to that angel. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. Do you know Jesus Christ is a mystery to an archangel Michael? Am I expounding God in your eyes? Am I expounding Jesus? Praise Jesus. Have you seen Isaiah 28 when we were discovering, when we were defining Lucifer before he fell? He said, your carbon code. Onyx, different pipes and trumpets in you. He said, they are perfect. 
then Lucifer, the son of the morning. Do you know what morning means? It's not early in the morning. Praise <laughs> God. Son of the morning means that <coughs> the realm of God, where every form of light comes from, that's the morning of God. You see, where light of God actually evolves from is God's morning. He said, weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. Do you get what I'm saying? Because the Bible, joy comes in the morning. In his presence is fullness of joy. So that presence, the manifestation of God's presence is called morning. So that was where Satan was dwelling. He was, a, he was the angel of that place. He was an angel of that realm. But do you know Jesus Christ is a mystery to that person, to that Lucifer? If Jesus Christ comes, that, that angel does not have a choice than to bow. He's a, Jesus is a God to him. You understand what I'm saying? So you will see in the book of Timothy, Jesus Christ in March, he said, This is the mystery of godliness. It was angels that were saying it. This is the mystery of godliness. God manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels. It was angels that just the angels, God was a it was a mystery. That being that entered into heaven was a mystery to angels. That being was a mystery to angels. Angels saw him and said, ah, this guy is as serious as God is. They checked him out. You know, for them to justify him in the spirit, it's not that because they say, ah, justified. It has nothing to do. Justify means that they weighed him. Mm. When he wants to justify something, mm. eh, let's justify this thing. It means that, does he qualify mm. for the rating they are giving him? Mm. Yeah, let's justify it. They will get all the parameters. Mm. You check all the parameters. Mm. When you check all the parameters, all the par- they will look at God, all the parameters inside God, look at Jesus, they saw every parameter inside yeah, yeah, yeah. They say, this is God. The same mysterious being you see on the throne, he has been reproduced. Am I blessing somebody this yes, week? Sir. Yes, sir. Yes. Wow. Can we yes, thank Jesus sir. for like 30 seconds? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus.
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Satan is that men will not come into 
the light that actually governs the realm of God. Do you get what I'm saying? Because that realm, the major fight of Satan is that once a man appears into that realm, he has lost that man. Do you get what I'm saying? Because that realm is a mystery to, to him. Once a man appears into that realm, eh, he cannot catch that man again. Because there's a speed that man will come into that Satan cannot come into. You know what makes you spirit? Eh? What makes you spirit is a quick how God has quickened you to process God's thoughts. Do you get what I'm saying? You can so process God's thoughts in a way that Satan cannot catch up with you. Do you know that? So that like you can Satan is coming like this. You've already processed 30 years ahead of him. God is many years beyond Satan. Do you know that God already calculated the salvation of Israel from Egypt 400 years before it was time? Satan did not even know what was going to happen. Do you know that um, the time between the time between Adam, eh? The time between Adam and Jesus Christ coming is over 4,000 years. Jesus, God already had it ahead. Even Satan was doing everything he was doing. God already had 4,000 ahead of Satan. 4,000 years ahead of Satan. So there's, when you say spirit, when you say somebody is a spirit, it's not because it's invisible. It's because a man can be visible, you can be seen every day, but he's spirit. Spirit means that when his mind has been so designed to think God way, to think at the speed of divinity. Do you get what I'm saying? So when evil spirit come behind around that kind of man, evil spirit cannot understand him because his thoughts, light years in thoughts above that spirit. So what makes you spiritual? Is that your thoughts has ascended into the speed of divinity? So it's like your thought is a frequency. The reason why Satan is getting us is because he has a higher speed than us. So by the time he throws his thoughts, before you even finish processing what he has thrown another one, he, you know how Satan defeats us? When he brings his thought and bombards us, you are overwhelmed by it. You don't have the choice to give in to it. It's a speed of thought. They come over and over again. But you can so rise in thoughts that you can give light years above the thoughts of Satan. Oh, you can live above sin. Because sins are thoughts. And when you, when you come to that realm where God has so blessed your mind in a way that your mind can actually think ahead of spirits, you will live above them. So spirits can be here. You, you, are already, you are already at the gate. They can't catch up with you. Because your thought realm is not their thought realm. So you can't, they, can't relate, you, they can't relate with you. Do you get what I mean? The reason why they can relate with us is that we are still under them yeah. in thoughts. Yes. So when they said, take your eyes on things above, mm. it's because let your thoughts realm be at the frequency of things that are in heaven. Mm. Heaven is faster than demons. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. The speed of heaven is faster than the speed of, the speed of demons. Do you, get, do you understand in the book of Job that Satan can come before God before the throne eh? and he talk to God anyhow and God is not moved. God is many years ahead of him. God already knew the end of Job before yes, Satan actually tempted yes, him. Sir. So God could speak beyond the banisters of heaven and say, have you seen my servant Job? There was a confidence God spoke with. He knew the end of Job. 
Do you get what I'm saying? That's the way God is. When God is thinking, Satan, Satan cannot look into God's thoughts and, and divine and divine. That's why he said, Are they known? The one that crucified is the king of glory. They didn't know that Jesus was a joker. You know why you are playing what? And he said, You have a joker. <laughs> you, don't, you know your joker, you don't put it in the midst of your car. You hide it somewhere. And when you are hiding, you don't even let them know you are hiding it. You don't, after you have dropped on your card, everybody they will think that ah, well, I have higher numbers than you. But there's something under your seat. Now, okay, okay, drop on your cards too. By the time it drops on his card, you bring out your joker. You drop it. No matter how high his number is, the joker still crisis yes. Jesus is that joker. The blood of Jesus Christ. Eh? God made raised Jesus so much that eh? by the time the Jesus Christ offers the blood. Satan will have no say. Because the quality of that blood is higher than the quality of sin Satan will have now. Do you know the quality of that blood? When Jesus Christ offered his blood, Satan looked at the blood, he knows that this is nothing near, near sin. That I offer. So if you have a sin, that's why Jesus Christ will always consistently be an intercessor before God. Because he will always have a say. What he offered, what he offered for God is higher than what Satan gave to man. Are we being blessed? Yes, sir. I want to feel you. You know why we are afraid of sin? We don't trust the blood. Means we don't stay under the tutelage of this blood, my people. The Bible says the blood speaks better things than the blood of Abel. Do you know who Abel is? Abel is a man of the beginning. The wisdom that Abel is running with. Yes, sir. Do you, do you, want, do you know what Abel knew? Yes, yes, No, check, just check the wisdom of Adam. And don't be the little lower. That's Abel. Do you get what I'm saying? Divine, are you getting it? Are you feeling it? Mm. Praise God. Mm. That's Abel. Mm. Wow. Abel is an Adam. Mm. Hey. Mm. But the Bible says the blood of Jesus Christ speaks better things. Just imagine what the blood of Abel will be speaking. God. You know, he was a righteous man, even though yes, he had fallen. He was a righteous person inside Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Because I did I know he was righteous? He could mm. offer God, God what pleased God. Wow. Because without faith, it's impossible it's to please, please God. Yes, sir. Yes, his sir. offering pleased God. Yes, sir. You know, it's not what he was giving that pleased God. Mm. It was him. Yes, he was sir. a pleasing being. Mm. He, amongst the statues of man, he was still a pleasing being to God. Yes, sir. There was righteousness inside yes. his soul. Even though he had a dead spirit. <laughs> the kind of thoughts Abel was processing in his mind, his righteous thoughts, <laughs> he did not let sin prosper inside him. <laughs> That's, yes, yes. There's a way you can think that your sin will not prosper. So the Bible says you are no longer, sin shall no longer have dominion over you. Dominion is that you can think ahead of it. Yes, sir. You have dominion over sin because yes, you can think sir. ahead of sin. That's called dominion. Your thoughts realm as you raise. You can you have you are in a domain above sin.
Do, do you know what I mean? Yes, so God can bestow a man with his light. When they say light, you know, when they say the light shines in darkness, and darkness cannot comprehend it. It's not that darkness and light they are competing. It's not that they are, you know, there's, there's a place where some two of you, let's say, me and Divine, we are competing. You know, without power. No, no, respond to me. You know, you are pulling me. You are pulling you, you are pulling me. This one is still a comprehension somewhere. We are still, you know, we are still using energy together. You can pull me, I can pull you back. They said darkness cannot comprehend it. Means that once that light shows up, that light has become a mystery to darkness. Yes, sir. I hope to feel better than this. So when the light of God comes, do you get what I'm saying? When the light of God comes, He has given you a tool that darkness cannot demystify. So anytime light comes and you yield to light, you just raise yourself to a place where darkness cannot understand. (laughs) Many of us, that's why Satan will fight your yielding to light. He will want it. Many of us, we still give excuses. I'm not there yet. God is helping me. He is not, see, I've told you, this is the year to be serious. Yes. Sin is moving at a very fast rate. Yes, sir. Have you checked the news? Mm. Have you che- have, do you read news? Mm-hmm. Darkness is moving. Yes, yes. Sir. At a very high speed. Mm. But the Bible says that where sin abounds, grace, grace abounds what? It's not that grace abounds. Yes, grace sir. abounds much more. It's yes. a geometric multiplication. Yes, sir. sin shows up, ah, they just bring grace. Multiplication of grace yes. shows up. Because grace must subdue us. Yes, sir. His grace has been designed, designed to subdue sin. Yes, sir. It's just normal that when grace showed up, sin has to bow. Because at the mention of His name, every knee must bow, including the knee of sin. Am I preaching this morning? Yes, sir. Am I preaching? Yes, sir. Am I preaching? Yes, sir. That when Light shows up, poof, darkness becomes confused. When light shows up, darkness becomes confused. I'm feeling you people this morning. You people are hungry. That's why, no matter (laughs) in the book of a in the book of Isaiah 61, God said, He said, I will restore your wasteland. God was okay letting it become a waste. Yes. <laughs> Can you imagine? Yes. Where was God? Where is God coming a waste? God is, God is also like this. <laughs> Let it become a waste. Ah. So that I can show Satan. Oh, <laughs> that I can bring beauty out of waste. He said, I will bring beauty for ashes. The most useless thing is ashes. Ashes cannot do anything before it is. He said he can bring beauty out of it. Mm-hmm. 
Oh my days. Mm. Mm. How many of us believe Bible? Yes. yes. <laughs> you believe Bible? You believe Bible can raise a man? Mm. Bible can raise a man that mm. they will put a billion dollars beside you mm. and put a man that Bible has raised. Mm. You will choose that man that Bible mm. raised. God, Bible can raise a man like that. In fact, there are some men on this earth now. Can I raise yourself to you? If you give me one billion and you put Babadebo inside me and say follow her, I'm telling you I will follow Babadebo. Because when I see that man, it's not the money I will get from you. Obviously, it's what they are placing value on. I see an everlasting man when I see that man. Have you ever seen a man that? Have you ever seen a man? Praise God. Have you ever seen a man that everything called contradiction surrounds him, and you won't hear one comment from his mouth? He has risen above it. Yes. You think it's that You must have judgment. You must be able to interpret situation in a certain way. For you to be able to be quiet in that kind of situation. And it's not that it's just it's quiet one day and it's not quiet the other day. It's constantly quiet. Praise God. Praise Jesus. He's actually constantly quiet. Do you, how did you get there? You think that you just, you, just, you just wake up and say, oh, no, I'm not going to talk. They, ra- they raise the man that can think beyond whatever Satan has to offer. You know when I see that man, sometimes <laughs> I'm looking at that man, I don't think this man commits sin. I don't know if he commits sin at all. You know I've been under administration live before, morning devotion. I've been there before, in Toronto. I was just in that room, I was just wondering, this one is not a human being again. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, that's, this guy is not a human being. And my own problem is that people are not discerning this man. Hi. I'm sorry if I'm talking about the man. But it's the man that God raised. Yes, sir. Two thousand. God. So I me, I'm telling you the truth that if they carry me now and say, follow Baba. Every day, everywhere he's watching the stream, just be around him. I would rather, I'll pack my family, we all follow him. What do we need again? We'll sleep in one place, we'll wake up. Then we'll eat our food, we'll wake up. Yes, sir. You don't have to be thinking. You don't, no, I'm not even thinking of anything, they have to feed their stream. Praise God. You don't know, even if you don't see what I'm seeing. Imagine Paul shows up here today. Jesus. Paul, like Paul. Yeah. Paul show up today. Mm. I will resign from my work. Mm. <laughs> but I never be like Demas. <laughs> Demas follow Paul to a point. He still walk back. He said he loved this present world. Ah. So let's go back to that first job. Now, when the Bible was saying, all that is in the world, he loves to the eyes. 
Loss of the flesh. Pride of life. Wow. Loss is a wisdom that can paint vanity in your eye. And when they paint vanity in your eye, you can actually see vanity, see God. And, and choose vanity. Yes. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Vanity is a wine. I was teaching in Calvary. You know what wine is? When somebody is drunk, it's another word entirely. Have you ever had a conversation with a drunk person? Your conversation don't align. It's a different world than a different world. The same way, this world is, in, has, is drunk with a wine. Praise God. I've opened um, Revelation 18 for me. Praise God. Hallelujah. There's a cloud about us this morning. Yes, sir. You know we prayed a lot this morning. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, we were talking about um, the, the wine of our destination. Uh, let, me, let me look for it. Praise God. Um, is it? Let's see. Start reading. For all nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of our fornication. Of our fornication. Mm-hmm. Now, let, let's stay there. The wine of the wrath of our fornication. Now, when you see that fornication, then you might start thinking the woman is sleeping with the man. Mm-hmm. But that's not fornication because this thing is spiritual. This was mm-hmm. a vision that he was seeing. Do you get what I'm saying? So he's not talking about physical fornication like another man sleeping with another woman. It's actually when a man, you know, you are the bride of Christ. Mm-hmm. Yes. When you are giving yourself to another husband, Cut. which is this world, mm-hmm. you are fornicating because you are a bride of another being called Jesus. So fornication is a pleasure the world gives. Before you can, before you, a man can, a woman can fornicate with another guy. Do you get what I'm I'm not talking about maybe somebody that just wants to go and sleep around. I'm talking about for a woman to just give herself to a man, she must have been drunken with the mind of that guy. The guy would have talked into her head. She would have fallen in love. Yes. The guy would have painted lost between before her eyes. There's a movie like that that I watched. One woman, um, one man was cheating on her husband several times with one guy. And the way the uh, I won't tell you the title of the movie, people are seeing it, don't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Praise God. Mm-hmm. The, how the guy got to that woman, he just started talking into her head, talking into her head, talking into her head, talking into her head. You see that talk that I was talking is a wine. He sent her into another world. That woman gave her body to that man consistently, kept going back and going back and going back. And going back. The husband later was so jealous, later shot the guy. Because he, he just looked as if he could not compete with how drunk his wife was about the guy. That's how the world is. So the world can be the world has a wine. Do you get it? Yes, sir. The world has a wine. Hmm. And many of us have been drunk with the wine of the world. Yes, check the, yes, check yes, the, sir. let's yes, check, let's yes, check the dominant thought in our mind. Yes, you will know which wine you are drunk yes, with. Because the wine, wine will always determine your thoughts. Yes. yes. When a man is drunk, you will know he's drunk because of the way he's talking. Yes, sir. Hmm. 
One day I was on these streets down there. I was taking a walk, like a prayer walk. <laughs> and I saw one, one drunk man. I thought I would preach Jesus to him. Because I was saying one thing, he was saying another thing entirely. <laughs> that was not related to whatever I was saying. You know that what he was saying is because of what he was seeing. Mm-hmm. So the reason why the world cannot relate with gospel is because of your mind, sir. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, many times, they will have to shut the, 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 the source of the wine. Mm-hmm. Shut it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A man will not see his yes, nakedness. Yes, it's true. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But God has the wine he wants to offer. Mm-hmm. Everybody say Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost is the wine. Yes, sir. When you are drunk in the street. Hey, <laughs> hey, When you are drunk in the Can I imagine? He's a drunk man. A man that is drunk in the spirit that can really, really obey God. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. I have check the instructions of God. How many times, how many of the instructions make sense to a normal man be? A natural man. To a natural man, how many of God's instructions make sense to a natural man? So for you to obey consistently, you must be drunk. How many of you know you must be drunk? Some of you, you are here, you are just listening to me, you are saying, you are drunk, innit? You are all drunk. Amen. You can't. You won't be here if you are not drunk. Hmm. <laughs> Sometimes I'm giving counsel to some of you, and I'm wondering. I hope I'm not spoiling this person. <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> you know, Satan talks to me. You know, Satan talks to me. Satan yeah. talks to me. I was talking to Bola Kemi yesterday. How did I drop the phone? I said, hey, what have I done? Because Satan visited me. So that's why she's so surprised. So, what have I done? Because Satan started bombarding me. What kind of weight are you laying on this one? Praise God. Mm-hmm. You think someone like Mary Magdalene was not drunk? Mm-hmm. That was drunkenness. The twelve apostles, there's no way they won't have been drunk. They were fishermen, they had big boats. <laughs> and they followed Jesus Christ for three years, they left their boats. Mm-hmm. And that's drunk. They are drunk. Mm-hmm. You will be drunk. Amen. 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 That was that was drunkenness. You can't do that kind of thing, you know. Except you are drunk. Mm-hmm. That's what you were fit for the Holy Ghost. Did you see that when the Holy Ghost came, Holy Ghost was, Holy Ghost was just comfortable inside them. Mm-hmm. Holy Ghost found so much comfort inside them. Holy Ghost was not bothered. Did you answer? He said, no, let's continue continue that. Oh, who was reading it? Mm. Um, and the kings of the earth have committed yeah. fornication with her, and the merchants of the earth have waxed rich through the abundance of her delicacies. Praise God. Through the abundance of what? Her delicacies. You are talking about Babylon there, right? Yes, sir. Praise God. Yes, sir. So imagine, son, now see the way Babylon works. I'm actually repeating many things I thought on Calvary. No, I see the way Babylon works. You know, Babylon is beautiful captivity. 
People were in Babylon. The priests in Babylon, they, all, they ate meat so much they forgot how to how to offer to God. Yeah. I can sometimes have imagination of how they are eating. How they are eating that you know the way they pile if you read if you read me uh, watch movies, the way they pile meat. You will not be eating it, eating it. Sometimes, you know, as this is coming down, <laughs> so all these things on that side. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> priest name can be eh? priest Zachariah is here. <laughs> and priest Zebediah is there. <laughs> and he does not know what any other priest does not know that he's eating that meat. He's eating it on this side, and Zebediah is eating on this side. As the meat is coming down, you just see each other. I just. Yeah, boy. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> because you were not supposed to eat meat offered to idols. The only people that said they would not eat it. Because that was captive, land of captivity. They said it was only Meshach and Abednego and Daniel. Is it Metsida? What is it called? Uh, uh, Metsheta or something. The other name can, can bite your tongue. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. Praise God. I thought you wanted to prophesy. Praise God. Praise Jesus. There's only four people in captivity refuse the meat of idol. So they appreciate it. Hmm. By the time you were going back from Babylon, by the time you were going back to Israel, you did not hear of Ark of Covenant again. <laughs> you didn't hear of Ark of Covenant. You don't hear it again. Nobody knew what the Ark was. <laughs> Priests lose their wings. Wow. Worship is lost. God reveals priests in this generation. Amen. Amen. The reason why worship is missing right now is because priests are not raised. Who is a priest? Priest is a man that has enough. You know, in the Old Testament, look at priests in the Old Testament. You know, we've talked about Tabarapu here. Just see the way they, they even the um, the way they design a priest. Even their garment. They said linen garment, right? Mm-hmm. And look at Revelation. They said that linen garment is the righteousness of the saints. Mm-hmm. Revelation chapter 19. Mm-hmm. Somebody should open it for me. Mm-hmm. Revelation chapter 19. No, stay. So if one person, if can open it for me. Uh, let's stay in that um, uh, Revelation for now. Somebody should just read um, 19 for me. Uh, where I was talking about the, the garment is the righteousness of the saints. Praise God. So if, yeah, verse 8, right? What do you say? Now, now, people are online. And Tifa was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, linen, clean and white, white, but the fine linen is the righteousness of, of sin. Praise God. Mm-hmm. That white linen is right. So when those, that priestly garment that they gave, that garment they gave the priest is a representation of the righteousness or the consecration a priest must have. And that consecration was given. That consecration is not that 
it's not a one-time thing. It's a, it's a consideration was given to the priest by knowledge. Do you get? So they gave laws to them. Do you get? The consecration of the priest of the <coughs> in the in the outer court is different. Is deep. Is different from the consecration of the holy place. Do you get? And the consecration of the holy place, eh? Is not the consecration of the one that enters into the most holy. Do you get what I'm saying? Aaron had a deeper consecration than the priest of the holy place. You know, Aaron and his sons enter into the holy place. But only Aaron can enter the most holy. And he has higher consecration. You see that they will say, put the four, the twelve tribes of Israel on me. Eh? And what does it mean? Judgment. And put um, Ephraim and uh, something on his shoulder. Do you get what I'm saying? And everything. So he's a judge of Israel. So when I say judge of Israel, it doesn't mean that when he's when somebody commits sin, you say, you, you are going to die. That's not judge. Judge is that he can appropriate decisions rightly. Do you understand? Know when somebody is a judge, it means that he is so raised in wisdom that he knows the right thing to do. That's a judge. When they say God is a judge, God is the only one that can tell what is right. That's a judge. The meaning of God means judge. He's the only one that has the capacity to say what is right. Am I reaching everybody? Yes, sir. That's who a judge is. So, they said, they now put ruin and to me on it. They call it light and perfection. That's the instrument of judgment. Light and perfection. Understanding. Those two instances are understanding. That's how you judge. So, who a priest is, is that a priest, you will see that that's why it's only a priest that knows how to offer unto God. Hmm. <laughs> and it's supposed to teach the people teach. how to offer unto God. So, if you check a priest, if somebody should commit a sin, a priest knows the offering you offer. Yes, yes, sir. For that sin to be cleansed. Yes. So, in the New Testament, a priest should be able to weigh a soul and know what to say to that soul for darkness to erode. That's a priest. Because a priest is supposed to teach worship. Yeah. We have priests are missing. That's why worship is missing. So Jesus Christ came in um, John chapter 4. He said, He said, the time will come, none of you will worship on this mountain. The time is coming that those who worship, God is spirit. And those who worship him must worship him what? Spirit. And in truth, the time will come, understanding of worship will come. And a man will be able to tell how to worship. True understanding. When they raise a man's judgment, and a man is increasing his judgment, his worship is increasing. The quality of a man's worship increases as his judgment increases. Do you get what I'm saying? So, a man that is pleasing God, the quality of your pleasing God is dependent on how your judgment is. How you can tell right from wrong. Do you know that there are some things you tell that they are right right now? By the time they raise you in judgment, it's not that right again. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? Yes, yes, do you get sir. It? yes sir. There are some things your parents will permit you to do now. By the time you clock, like when you were 12, there are some things your parents will permit you. By the time you clock it in and you try it, they will not look at you like, look at how stupid it is. 
Why? Because by now you should have raised it. You should have increased the judgment. This thing was right when you were 12. At 18, it's not right anymore. So when you rise in judgment, do you get what I'm saying? Some things become wrong. That were right before they become wrong. So this, there, are, um, there are some things that the priest in the holy place can eat. They don't permit the priest that is entering to the most holy to eat it. So there are some things you can do now. By the time God raises you in one week, you just notice that you can't do it again. It's called judgment has increased. And you will be held responsible as a result of the judgment you are going to do. Ah, thank you, Jesus. Do you get what I'm saying? Uh, so when God wants to judge a man, God judges him according to the light that is in When I say light, I'm talking about understanding. Kidman, I'm feeling you. Kidman, I'm feeling you. Oh, Praise God. Mm-hmm. Really feel it actually. Mm-hmm. God will help you in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. So you see, priest is supposed to know where souls and know what to teach a soul for the soul to ascend above the earth. I'm talking about canalities. I'm not talking about um, earth as in. You know, sometimes when the Bible is talking about earth, it's not talking about the canal, it's talking about, you know, the, you can talk about the spiritual earth. Earth was spiritual before it was sinking. Earth was spiritual before sinking. But this one I'm talking about is, when we are talking about earthly realm, I'm talking about the canality. Do you get me? Mm-hmm. Talking about carnality. Mm-hmm. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. <coughs> so a priest should know, should be able to. So the reason why, so that's why he said, I will raise you pastors according to my heart. Mm-hmm. Jeremiah 14 3. Do you get me? Mm-hmm. According to what? Mm-hmm. My heart. They will teach what is in my heart. Is it Jeremiah 14.3 or Jeremiah 3.14? I don't know. Praise God. You are Jeremiah Jeremiah Christian. You are check it. Praise God. See, I didn't confirm that scripture. I really, I always want people to be able to follow scriptures. Praise God. Someone is Jeremiah 14.3. Someone is Jeremiah 3.14. Thank you, Jesus. So you see, priests that are meant to be teaching worship were already eating food dedicated to idol in Babylon. It's 314. 315. Okay. Yeah, thank you. 315. Yeah. They are supposed to teach worship. We're already eating food offered to idols. So those are delicacies. So you, if you see a Babylon soul, is a willful captive. 
Babylon will not fight you, say, uh, ah, if Babylon is a slave, Babylon does not, give us our slave. Babylon will not fight you. If you take these slaves, I will kill you. Babylon does not fight it with you. You say, go and take them. It's the slave they learn, I will they are not good. Because of meat. So what we can read the scripture now and say, wow, Daniel and his brothers, they refused the king's bait. Yeah. And you know, we are proud about it. Let them put you through that situation. And let us see if they're going to refuse me. Barbecue. Case barbecue. Praise God. That's willful captivity. Many of us we are willful captives. How mm. we know you are willful? You are willful captive. When God standard, you know when you are approaching God. How you know you are approaching God is the standard that are painted in your How you will know you are approaching God? When you will know you are growing. Well, let me tell you how to know you are growing. A new standard will be painted in your heart. And they will tell you to accept it. <laughs> you know, how many of you know that there are some guys you were liking before that are not permitted to like that guy? There are some guys you liked. Where's the lie? Praise God. Praise Jesus. Where's the lie? Praise God. Praise God. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. There are some guys you like right now. You are not permitted to like them again. Can somebody see an amen? Can I raise the with you? Sometimes when you lower the standard, you have to break laws. And it's not worth it. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. I'd rather stay on marriage than break laws. Please don't idolize marriage. You can fulfill purpose without it. It's a weighty statement, doesn't it? You know that after marrying Madeline, the prostitutes. Met Jesus. They never, she never talked of, they never talked about she thinking marriage once. Mm. She was just sold to her lover, Jesus. The, she was so close. Eh? Mm-hmm. Was, she was so close to Jesus. Eh? Mm. News almost started going around and saying yeah. Jesus Christ was sleeping with her. Mm. Wow. Yes, if you check ancient Jewish history. Yes. Ancient Jewish history, she was that close to Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Is that bad? So, she, I don't know if the thing was crossing her mind about this. 
Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Let me ask you, let's ask you a question. The way God invaded Mary, the mother of Jesus, life, can God invade our life like that? Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Can God invade our life like that? Praise Jesus. God invaded our man's life. God entered the most sensitive part of our life. In Israel, a virgin, a woman got pregnant outside when you they are going to stone her to death. It's a death sentence. That kind of person is not as it's, uh, uh, let that will be done, she should be saying. Do you see that there was no argument between Emilia and the angel? The only thing she asked is that, how will this be? And the angel explained. He said, the way, if you, the way you will it to be, let it be. Praise Jesus. How many of you, how many of you get what I'm saying? So you see, many of us are willful captives. We, we are enjoying the delicacies of Babylon, we don't know. Yeah. Anytime I'm preaching like this, people will think that, are you saying that we should not have these things, that we, just, we should not have that? You know you can have it and use it, but it's not a delicacy to you. Mm-hmm. Do you hear me? Yes, sir. I was telling them in Calgary, I said, a spiritual man, can drive any type of car. I shock you. A spiritual man can drive any type of car. He can drive Bitu and he can drive Rolls Royce. He doesn't change anything. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. It is not. It doesn't change. It doesn't change. It doesn't change his posture. He can enter Bitu today. Hmm? And let that rose rise tomorrow, and the size of the shoulder is still the same. Mm. Some people even let that rose rise and it's not their own, but then they come out. Praise <laughs> <laughs> God. Sometimes I see how people come down from really where there's not their own. And I'm wondering, but this guy is very worthless. <laughs> <laughs> Praise God. Praise Jesus. Babylon is a land of vanity. Let me give you an example. When they increase your salary, what's the first thought that crossed your mind? What I want now. Let's let's just wait because. Because the increase of salary doesn't mean that your lifestyle will change. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? 
But what's the first thing that crosses your mind? You just see an elevation. Mm. And to be very sincere, you want things that surround you to show the elevation. Yes. It's true. It's true. <laughs> because vanity has trained man that what the, uh, the life of a man consists of what he owns. So the way you, you want man people to weigh you by what you own. That's vanity. That's what and a man will sow his life into it. Eh? Just for that status. Do you get me? Sometimes it might not be even what you own in maybe your car, your house. It might just be a name you are looking for. So you put it. It's not that they are looking for wealth. Eh? They just want a name, an humanitarian name. Do you get what You know that thing is still valid. Yeah. It's still valid. You know, can invest his entire life for humanitarian work that God did not send you. Yeah. But he's deriving a temporary satisfaction from it somewhere. Do you get it? So, are you, I was saying that, how you know you are moving towards God? Eh? How you know that you are moving towards God? Is when God stands there, when God starts laying his standard, you don't know the time as well. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Praise God. Praise Jesus. Yeah. How you will know? When you are moving towards God, that kind of man that maybe he has invested in humanitarian work, when God's standard starts rising, when you move a little closer to God, and he starts seeing standard. Eh? That standard will start competing with that satisfaction. Yeah. That standard will start competing with that satisfaction. So we have an option. Is either to take God's standard or to retain that satisfaction? If God really has mercy on that man, eh? God can deliberately shut down that thing that is giving satisfaction for him. So that you can see his nakedness. This year, just know that it's a year of decision making. Standard. As long as you are here and you are approaching, you are forging ahead in God, standards will change. I'm sorry to say it, and I'm not sorry. Standards, they will start raising standards before you. And you must yield to the standard. Yes, sir. Because standard will be, once you see that standard, when you get to heaven, it will be what we, if you don't yield to it, it's what we stand against you. Yes, yeah, standards are standing for you. In heaven, a man that does not yield to God's standard, that standard will stand against him in heaven. Okay, so for me, I've been having like a few issues with like reading my Bible mm. because. Before I started, before I started working, reading my Bible was very easy. Mm. I always read in the night, and like these days, I noticed that I almost wasn't reading my Bible every mm. day because I was tired. Mm. And then well, my question is: Is reading my Bible at seven a.m. before I get ready for work a standard? Because for me, I'm comfortable reading at night. But if I'm being very honest, these days, if I read at night, I'm tired. You're tired. 
Yes. So I've been battling. Like I'm tired. Like I'm really tired. Yeah. So do I? Do I yeah. just maybe just listen to a sermon? Is that enough? Because reading my Bible is a big thing for me. Yeah, it should be. Yeah. It should be a big thing for me. Yes, but like I'm battling. Like, do I just maybe give God thirty minutes at the end of my day, or with the way I have like. He has been talking to me. Yeah. It seems as though it was seven a.m. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of hard for me. It's hard for you. Yeah. Ah, it can be a standard because you know what? Sometimes he wants he wants you to to quieten flesh somewhere. Mm. Do you get me? Mm. Can you give up your sleep for me? Mm. Praise God. There will be demands in your work with God. Just know. Like there will always be demands. And there will be grace for it. Praise God. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. There will be... Praise God. There will be demands in your work with God. Constant demand. Praise God. Praise Jesus. There will be constant demand. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. There will be constant demand. Sometimes your demand can just be something has become religion to you. Do you know? And God wants to break that that arrangement of religion. Do you know what I mean? I remember when I go after I took my work with God series. There was a guy arranged my prayer life. If you touch it, you are dead. There was a guy arranged my prayer life. But the time came, God wanted me to do that. I can pray at any time. In my workplace, early in the morning, in the night, any time. Do you get So it now looks as if my prayer life was just disturbed, scattered. Is that time I want to pray that somebody in Nigeria will call me and be an emergency? Is that time that I just knew that there was always problem with that time of my prayer? Do you get Until I had to start arranging my heart. Do you get I had to start arranging my heart and rearranging my heart. There always a be a demand. So ask God for grace. Do you get Just ask God for grace. Sometimes even when you are tired, you can listen to someone or even pray. Me, I sleep up on prayer sometimes. And I wake up and continue the prayer. Satan cannot come and get me. I continue where I stop. Sometimes I'm, I'm trying to wake up and, and you know I'm mumbling prayer in my mouth and I sleep up. And wake up again, continue the thing. Satan cannot get me. Do you get me? Praise Jesus. So there's something called multitude of our delicacies. Praise God. 
So he offers Satan offers delicacies to man. Satan offers delicacies constantly. Delicacy are things that give pleasure. Things that give what? Pleasure. You know, in ordinary pleasure are the delicacies of Satan. If you are deriving pleasure in something more than you derive pleasure in the presence of God, there's a problem somewhere. There's a problem somewhere. That thing can overtake you. I always weigh my pleasure level. Once I'm, uh, once a pleasure starts competing with God's presence, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm beginning, beginning to address it. Do you get what I'm saying? I should be able to be watching a movie and still be able to speak in tongues and pray while I'm even watching it. And a, that pleasure should, the pleasure of watching a movie should not be higher than, the, my concentration to that movie should not be higher than if God wants to, if God wants to access me, he can't access me. Imagine a whole two hours, three hours, God is knocking, you are watching a movie, God is knocking on your door. <laughs> you are not hearing anything. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. God will help the post of our heart this season. We will find rest in God. Praise Jesus. Let's go back. Um, so the Bible says, all that is in the world is lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, and what? Pride of life. So God, one thing God wants to do is he wants to raise a man beyond flesh. How they made a man flesh is by giving him another understanding different from the understanding that God gave man from the beginning. Do you get it? So, how many of us know the first place flesh was mentioned? Many of us, you don't know where flesh was first mentioned. Genesis chapter 6. How did it get there? Let's open it. Genesis chapter 6. Genesis chapter 6. The first time flesh was mentioned. I will read from chapter 6. Chapter 1, verse 1. And it came to pass, when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born unto them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were fair. You know who sons of God are? Children of... No, they are not angels. Praise God. I, know some, I, I knew... <laughs> People have said they are angels. Now, let me quickly teach this. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Amen. Was Adam the son of, son of God? How about son? Set. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know who Set is? No. Set. No. Set is this child that Adam gave birth to after Cain left. That was also a son of God. So anybody, those people that God that obeyed God in that time were called sons of God. Do you get what I mean? Now, I know some people have said those, things, those people are angels, but um, let's look at this scripture. Verse chapter, chapter, um, chapter 6, verse 2. 
that the sons of God saw that daughters of men that they were fair, and they took them as wives of which they chose. Do you get what I'm saying? So, it's not angels that came to choose wives. Okay? Angels cannot even sleep with human beings. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Angels are spirits. Yeah, I don't know where people got that angel from. Actually. I, I now let's look at let's look at the scripture. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with men, for that he also is flesh. Yet the days shall be hundred and twenty. Full stop. Hmm? There were giants in the earth in those days. So it's not that the yeah. it, there was full stop there. Yeah. Then another statement. There were giants in the land in those days. So they didn't say that it was the son of men sleeping with daughters that led to production of giants. Yeah, because it says, and also after that. Look at it though. And also after that, there were sons of God. When the sons of God. And also, wait, sorry. And also after that, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men, and they bare children of them, and there became mighty men which were of old, men of renown. So the coming together of daughters of men, daughters of men and sons of God produced men of renown. He didn't say he produced giants. Mm-hmm. Did you guys say? But there were giants in the land. Now let me give you an example. Land of Canaan. Do you know that God used water to send everybody away? Yeah. So those giants died. Mm-hmm. In the land of Canaan, when they saw giants in the land, is it that angels came to sleep with people too? Even Goliath. Even Goliath. Yes. Is he angel that produced Goliath? Mm-hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Aha. There are giants even in this game. Do you get what I'm saying? Okay. Praise God. Okay. Now, when they say men of renown, men of renown were men that were wise, that were influential. Do you get what I'm saying? Men that were famous, influential, that could use the wisdom of this world. Do you get what I'm saying? Praise God. So you see that in the land of Canaan, they even said those ones had sisters. Do you get what I'm saying? But they never said angel came to sleep with people. To produce that. Do you get what I'm saying? If you check all the versions, it's only one version that I ever saw angel. I can't remember the version that said angel. And there were sons, right? That said angel. Uh, I don't know where that angel came from. Yeah, I read it. I read it. I read it. That's like that's the Bible does not say Yeah. And they call those giant nephilims. Yeah. But if you check it, even in the history of Egypt, you are giants there. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Hmm? Yeah. Yeah. 
Then check it. Jesus Christ came in the book of um, Matthew. Eh? He said, he said, when they were saying that uh, one person married uh, his wife, a wife, then he died. Then his brother married the wife. Then he died. Brother married uh, that same wife, and he died. They now say, in heaven, who will the wife belong to? Jesus Christ said, ah, people are done. Don't you know that in heaven there is neither male or female? You shall be like the angels. There is never marriage in heaven. You shall be like the angels. Do you get what I'm saying? Hmm? That means Jesus Christ said that angels don't marry. So when you get to heaven, you don't marry too. Now, somebody can say that, no, angels took the form of man. But check it. The Bible says they saw that they were fed. That means they were attracted to them. Angels don't get attracted to a woman. Imagine a sexy looking woman with nice shape. Angel just like, wow. <laughs> What's that? No, because when you were saying that, it's a bad movie, but Lucifer. Uh, they also did they that. They did that depiction. Came, came and, but it's not scripture. It's not scripture. Those people have, they want to perverse the Bible. Yeah, yeah. That's why I can't watch that movie. Yeah, yeah. They want to pervert the Bible. Those people actually think that's what happened. Uh, yes. Yeah. He said they shall be like the angels. Eh? And they said they neither given to marriage or getting married. Do you get what I'm saying? Angels cannot be attracted to women. Just let me, let me, let me just give you an example. Let me just give you an example now. Eh? A fine game. Like all those girls on Instagram. Eh? You know everybody having their, their angel. Mm-hmm. I just wonder some of these fine girls on Instagram. They are angels. They are angels. They are angels that slept with their sisters. It's true. Do you get what I'm saying? Do, do you actually understand what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So they are not angels. So he said, sons of men. So who are sons? If you check Seth, after God... Um, after Cain died, the Bible says and um, uh, Adam gave birth to another child called Seth. Do you get what I'm saying? Did that say and God and men began to call on the name of the Lord again? Where's that scripture? Someone should literally look for it. Around um, chapter uh, uh, chapter four, verse what? Verse 25. And Adam knew his wife again. And what? Bear his son and called the name Seth. For God said she had appointed me another seed instead of Abel, whom Cain slew. And to Seth, to him also, there were born his son. And he called his name in us. And there began men to call upon the name of the Lord again. To call upon the name of the Lord. So when Abel died, there was no man to call upon the name of the Lord. Do you get Apart from Adam and Eve. Yeah. But Seth started giving birth to children. And by virtue of the righteousness that Adam has put inside Seth, men started calling upon the name of the Lord again. Those were the children that were now produced. Do you get it? That were sons of God. Sons of God are men. This is just who sons of God are. Sons of God are men that obey God. Those are sons of God. He said, as many that believe in him, he then he gave power to what? To become what? Sons of God. Do you get what I'm saying? And many that receive him as unto believing on him. 
That's what the scripture says, right? John chapter 1. Hmm? He said, to them he gave power to what? Become sons of God. So in this place, when they are mentioning sons of God, they are men that are obeying God. But the for contradiction here is that they, chose, they took a wife who they chose. It's not God that chose it for them. They chose wives themselves. The Bible now says, that's the way of the flesh. He said, they also have become flesh. So men were living on earth. They were choosing wives for themselves. They were living anyhow. God called them flesh. But sons of God now did the same thing. He said, they also have become flesh. He said, my spirit will strive no more with man. So, what is flesh? You see, flesh is a wisdom that teaches a man to make decisions outside God. Do you get what I just said? Flesh is a wisdom that teaches a man to make decisions without God. That's called flesh. When a man makes decisions without the God consideration, he's in the flesh. So when God starts teaching a man wisdom that makes him disobey flesh, that man is ascending and becoming spiritual. One of the attributes of, of spirit is that spirit can wait. Praise God. Everybody say spirit can wait. Spirit can wait. Yeah, that's an attribute of spirit. Spirit can wait. He said, he will believe it. Shall not make haste. That's a spiritual being. He can wait for God's will. Not just for anything. He can wait for God's will. He can believe scripture, though he tarry. He will not tarry. He will not tarry. Surely come to pass. He can obey that scripture. That's a spiritual man. That's faith. That's faith. Everybody say faith. Faith. Say faith. Faith. It takes a different kind of knowledge for a man to wait for God. He must be able to judge situation accurately to have a good reason to wait. That is spirit. A man must have ascended beyond the thought of Israel to wait. Even God can wait. You know how God is waiting? If I'm God right now, rapture will have happened. But God can wait. When I know God can wait, because His Spirit. When they say fruit of the Spirit, you start seeing things like endurance, long suffering, kindness. Those are the attributes of God. So when you see a Spirit, when you see Spirit, these are the things you will see here. Do you get what Praise God. So you should be able to ascend above flesh. The kind of let me let me end like this. Let me end this way. Isaiah chapter one. Let me look at Isaiah chapter one. Isaiah chapter one now, verse twenty-seven, verse twenty-five. Isaiah chapter one, verse twenty-five. Praise God. And I will restore my judges at the first, and thy counselors as at the beginning. Praise God. Now look at this scripture. Have you ever? How many of us have read um How many of us have read the um, book of Exodus with Aaron mean after um uh, Moses' father in law gave him advice? 
You don't need to raise judges and counselors among Israel. That will begin to judge situations properly. And anyone that passes their level, they should take it to Moses. Right? But as at this time, the reason why there was corruption in Israel is that they've lost their judge. All the judges have gone. Babylon has taken over them. But God now said in verse 25, and I will turn my hand upon the hand, verse 25, I will turn my hand upon thee and purely purge thee away thy dross and take away all thy team. And I will restore thy judges as at the first. You see, this is salvation. This is how salvation starts. They have to first raise judges. No. Praise God. They have to first raise judges and counselors. Those are pastors, fivefold ministry. They are judges and counselors. Praise God. A pastor is a judge and a counselor. <coughs> Do you know that? A, a, a right judge can tell the 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 the, the um he said the difference between right and wrong. That's a proper judge. Do you get what I mean? Now look at it. He said, Are we and thy counselors at the beginning? Afterwards, thou shalt be called the what? City of righteousness. You see? So if judges are not being raised, you can never see a city of righteousness. How many of us understand this? God will raise judges in this situation. God is even already raising them. Praise God. And those you you that are here that are called to ministry, God will raise you as a proper judge. Amen. People are not seeing me. Amen. But I can not see him now. Before I come there. See, not here. Amen. I only tolerate you. Okay. <laughs> you are tired of me. See, you see, you cannot throw me anywhere. I'm in your life. I know. I'm already dead. Praise Jesus. What I'm saying is I'm checking out. I'm waiting to have testimonies to share. Wow. Yeah. Don't we off? <laughs> I'm curious. Praise Jesus. He said, verse 27, Zion shall be redeemed with what? Judgment. Either justice or judgment. Let me explain it. Yeah, I just like the word judgment. Because justice means that when the right decision has been made, justice has been done. Do you get so restoration by justice is true. But judgment eh, means that you were raised to tell what is right and wrong. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Your restoration is that now you can tell what is right and what is wrong. When they raise your judgment, you are being restored. Do you get what I'm saying? So I like King James, the way King James says it. Shall be raised by judgment. But New King James to try. Because truly, truly, justice is that right decision has been made. 
Do you get what I'm saying? Yes, sir. We restore by making the right decisions. But I like judgment because it gives me the mindset that I was, me, I'm raised to even tell what is right and what is wrong. Do you get what I'm And that's true restoration. He said, and he said, and are covered with what? Righteousness. And the destruction of the transgressor and of the sinner shall be together, and they that forsake the Lord shall what? Consume. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. How many of us are blessed this morning? God will grant us light. I, I, I don't know if I should. I, I want to. Let me stop. He's already one for the five. Praise Jesus. I'll, if you leave me, I will preach for another hour. I feel so anointed. You guys say, thank God for that. See, that prophecy, thank God for faith. I did not feel any wind when that prophecy was coming. <laughs> I did not feel any wind. <laughs> because I was as dry. If I was only to pray this morning, I could not pray. I was only meditating. I was struggling to pray. And but you know why? I, mean, I thank God that I did not pray. Because there's a way that my heart was like when I was trying to pray that. If I had prayed, I would have generated a message for myself. So I think Holy Ghost just allowed me to just be meditating. Just be meditating. But the point, Holy Ghost told me that she was going to help my wife. She was cleaning the house. I just went to quickly help. And by the time I finished helping her, it was 10. I had to start meeting. So really, really, I did not find time to even, you know, that there's a way you want to pray, that you want to know you have prayed. Okay. Uh, I did not feel it. I did not have a chance to come to that point. But thank God that they did not allow me. Because there's no way I would have generated the message for myself. But God helps me. Some of us are blessed this morning. God will raise our judgment. God will give us light. The Bible says something. He said, he said, he said, the, the Savior comes to this world and they did not receive him. Eh? Because he said the light came and they did not receive him. Because the world loves darkness rather than the light. Because of what? Their deeds are evil. So in other words, it's the kind of right laws that determines what we do. So when they say a man has a way of life, you know, when they say your ways, your ways is your light. Do you know Your real light is your ways. So the way you behave is according to the light that is within you. So if God wants to behave better, He will bring another light. That's why the Bible says, that if the eyes be, be darkness, the light of your eye be darkness, how great is your darkness? That means if the, the light you carry determines the action you take. So what God wants to do is that He wants to change your light first. Praise God. Once your life changes, your ways will change. Do you get what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Our life will, will change. 
God will enlighten our darkness. Amen. The Bible says, Awake you that sleepeth, and Christ shall give you light. We will wake up from our slumber. Amen. We will stop slumbering. Amen. God will grant us speed. Amen. We will walk in the Spirit. Amen. God will help us in Jesus' name. Ah, can we just begin to thank God this morning? Let brother Desa. Elemenon Brasto Fazibra Girosta. Lem Brasta Fata Brandi Agade. Elemenon Stofredi Paragaste Vezemene Kundalaba. Elegede, Minini Kutia Kayabandi. Higenimo, Tebelegede. Reka Sakaya, Bregede Kundalabaya. Ole de Devosha Dabanta. Messo Prendi Kalika Banda. Elemenon Stofredi Anta Kabash de Fanda. Lem Brosta Fedibra Gidashi. Lembra Kasakala Brandi, Yagarabush de Fanda. Lembros de Farigazos de Fanda. Lembra Gazakaya Bregades of Friendly Calibranga Legade. Lembros of Bragades of Fanda Kelianta. Less of Friend of Kelibosha. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for doing that. In Jesus' name. Praise Jesus. I know that today. Um, some of the things that some of you believe or you've had in the past, it's like some of them were touched. Mm. And some of the things, you knowledge you felt like you had, it's like some of them were changed today. Mm. Can you believe God? Mm. Eh? You know, sometimes it's hard to let go of what you need. Yes. Do, do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I've known this for so long. And now you can see the quickly change. Something is changing about it. It's okay. Do you get what I'm saying? It's okay for what you've known before. God debunks it. So that it can bring something better. You know it's okay. Yes, sir. Yeah. But I want you to have faith that because you have learned something new today, you can run with it. Mm. How many of us will run with what God has taught us to do? Yes, How many of us will believe God? We want to believe God that God will give us grace to run with whatever He taught us to do. Yes. Father Lord, we thank you. Thank you for your grace. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. I love you all. I love you so much. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the 